the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise episode joined by the good sir. This is the Fade the Noise podcast and Mr. Nathaniel Lundy. Uh, futility is the operative word I think we could attach to one, the Houston Texans this season. Uh, we have talked about how we feel the Texans have a legitimate shot of going winless this year, and uh, we were featuring that earlier this season at 17-1 to 1 odds of that occurring because if you look at the depth chart, uh, it looks like barf on a screen. It really does. Uh, just a collection of veterans. Some of them have uh, achieved great things, but eons ago. Others, well, not so much. Uh, and some young, unproven players on this team across the board on the offense and defensive side. So I was uh, thumbing through some of the offerings at DraftKings Sportsbook, and I came across this one. Houston, last winless team in the NFL this season at plus four. 50, and I said, yeah, that's worth a ticket. So I pulled up the old geek machine, uh, fired up the schedule to see who Houston has, and here's what's really interesting. Here are the first several games for the Texans this year. Home against Jacksonville, at Cleveland, home against Carolina, at Buffalo, New England, at Indianapolis, at Arizona, the Rams, at Miami, and then they got the bye week in week number 10. If they lose to Trevor Lawrence and company, at home week one, they are certainly not winning a game all the way through their bye week. And at that point, if they are indeed 0-9, I think they're going to take the cake here plus 450. you got to fade or follow me on this one. Oh, I, I think they're going 0-17 uh, quite possibly. So, yes, it comes down to that week one. But I like this idea of jumping on this one because you get past week one and you're smooth sailing until you cash the ticket. Yeah, you really are. Again, that's it. It's just week one, and hopefully the Jaguars will get their act together on the offensive line here these last couple of preseason games after a disastrous opening preseason performance in which uh, Trevor Lawrence was one step, two steps. Holy crap, I'm going to die. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and take one for the team and fall down on the ground. That was pretty much it <laughs> the entire uh, time he was out there on the field. So, again, Houston plus 450 to post donuts this season. D- a distinct possibility and probably the last winless team overall. With that, on this hashtag Tequila Thursday, bartender, pour me another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Lundy, let's go ahead and dive in on today's subject matter of the Twitter poll and submit your two cents right now, along with a comment uh, at Noisy Huevos, and I will share your comments uh, and the poll results as well at the end of the podcast today. And here it is. Over or under Ryan Tannehill, 28 and a half passing touchdowns. Pull this one from DraftKings at minus 110 on the under, minus 120 on the over. Of course, got Julio Jones there now in the mix. And I am siding with the under here. Uh, You look at what Tannehill did last season. 33 passing touchdowns, a 6.9 TD percentage. And I don't know if that's uh, really realistic and sustainable overall. He averages 30.1 attempts per game. That was number 18 in the NFL. Uh, Decent inside the red zone. He finished QB 16 in red zone completion percentage. But this is a team that is split nearly down the middle in terms of run-to-pass ratio. Uh, Only called pass 49.7% of the time. And I know Arthur Smith is now commanding the Atlanta Falcons as a head coach, but I don't really see much evolution 
revolution offensively for the Tennessee Titans this season. Mike Clay's got Tannehill projected for 29 uh, touchdowns this season vertically. Jeff Ratcliffe of the Rant, part of the Sawdust Podcast Network, is kind of for 30 in fantasy football today. The lowest of the three at 27. Uh, I'm exactly at 28. I think our old friend Captain Hook, yar, me matey's going to come into play here and score the big noise, some cash money. Uh, For that reason, you know, I have to be on the under. I I just don't see him getting above 29 passing touchdowns this year. Yes, even with Julio Jones, just because what really makes this offense tick is one, Derrick Henry. So, fade or follow, Ryan Tannehill under 28 and a half passing touchdowns, minus 110 at DraftKings. I will fade you, good sir. I think he goes above this total. You know why? Two words, Steve Sarkeesian. That is no uh. longer an, 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 an obstacle for Mr. Julio Jones. Brad, how many times yeah, over, the, over the uh, seasons that Sark was the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons did you and I scream every week, oh, my God, throw Julio the ball in the red zone? Well, Tennessee doesn't have that problem. Uh, I think they're going to find a way to get it to Julio Jones. So I actually disagree with you. I think that Captain Hook uh, is not going to come into play. I'm going to pencil in Mr. Tannehill right at 30. And I think that Julio Jones is going to be the beneficiary of uh, maybe six, maybe seven of those. And I think Tannehill gets over the number. I'm ready to arm wrestle to the death. I'm not really sure how that's possible, if necessary, on this one, Lundy. Number four. All right, let's go out west. And will it be a bunch of gold coins earned by one Brandon Ayuk uh, there in the Golden Gate City? And uh, I'm going to say yes. Give me the over on 67.5 catches, minus 115. Also pull this one from DraftKings. The Yak King, that was his nickname in college at Arizona State. Uh, The former Sun Devil uh, certainly... The devil the competition last year, uh, you know, with a large chunk of the season without Debo Samuel. When Debo was on the field, still, he averaged 4.7 receptions per game on 7.7 targets per contest. That was a 79-catch pace over a 17-game season. Now, overall, it uh, wasn't exactly the Yak King because he was wide receiver 44, and Yak per reception uh, had a 23.2 target percentage on the year and finished with 60 catches for 748 and seven touchdowns over a 15-game slate. Now, we look at some of the fearless forecasters out there. Mike Clay's got it for 73. Jeff Ratcliffe on the under at 63 in fantasy football today on the under as well at 61. Yes, it will be a ton of ground and pound. Uh, Matt Barrows, uh, one of the offensive coaches for this organization, has already come out and said, hey, we'd like to run the ball like 500 times this year. But I think Ayuk uh, can still get enough of the volume, enough of the targets, even with a healthy Debo Samuel, to get to the 70-catch mark. So, fade or follow my over. Brandon Ayuk, 67.5 catches, minus 115 at DraftKings. I like this number, my man. This is a good one that you found. I'll follow on this one. I think that 67 and a half, too low for him. I think he gets uh, up above this total, despite, as you talked about, we're talking about different offensive weapons and everybody being out there. Um, But I think he's a a key cog for this this team. I think he is. So I like the idea of him going over. This was a good number you found. Ah, muchas gracias. A little hidden treasure there on Brandon Ayuk. Number three. All right, let's go to the preseason kickoff here. 
for week numero dos. And we've got the New England Patriots traveling to the city of brotherly love to face the obnoxious uh, fan base and uh, the Eagles as well. I don't think Jalen Hurts is remotely obnoxious, but uh, Philadelphia, I'm taking the Patriots. And I'm going to lay the un punto here, Lundy, at minus one on the fighting Bill Biesel checks. I uh, pulled this one also from DraftKings, minus 110 on New England and that minus one. Now, the Pats beat Washington in their preseason opener, 22-13. to 13. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson uh, had a door-slamming 91-yard touchdown to push the cover on that game. The reason why I like New England, and, you know, Belichick, of course, hasn't said anything because all he does is mumble anyway about how long the starters are going to play, but we got a full-blown quarterback battle. That much we do know between Cam Newton and Mac Jones. Now, Mac Jones had 21 dropbacks in the first preseason game. Cam had seven, and Brian Hoyer came in a cleanup with four. So I think it's going to be probably closer to an even split between Cam and Mac Jones. I think both these guys are going to play at least a quarter, quarter and a half apiece. Maybe Jones gets a full half in this game and as a result uh, because of that you know, battle and, and having so much to play for, I think New England's going to wind up winning this sucker. Uh, we did hear from Nick Sirianni that the Eagles will have some of their starters out there. How long is anyone's best guess? Uh, more than likely, just for a couple of series, maybe a full quarter of action, but I wouldn't expect a whole lot more. Probably going to get another heavy dose of Joe Flacco and Nick Mullins. So, Mac Jones, anywhere close to the accuracy that he displayed in his NFL debut, if that uh, arises again tonight, I think the Patriots got to cover, and they could win by another six, seven plus points on the road in Philly. So again, New England minus one, minus one ten at DraftKings. Fade or follow? I'm going to follow just because I'm so desperate to bet on football that I don't really give a crap. <laughs> uh, look, I pointed this out last week that Belichick actually had one of the worst preseason records yeah. uh, against the spread, and then he turned around, of course, and, and won. Uh, proved me Defied wrong. you, uh, yes. Last week. Now, as you pointed out last week on the pod, you said, yeah, but he doesn't have Brady anymore. He's actually got a quarterback he's got to look at. they got to make some efforts to see what they've got. Uh, so I'm going to roll with you on this one. But, man, dude, I'm just so excited to be betting on football that I, you know, you could have made up a spread at this point. And I probably would have said, yeah, let's have some fun because my account is ready to be drained into the red <laughs> by having some fun with football. All, all the winnings I've had over the course of the baseball season, Brad, are about to be given back. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> desperate times call for desperate measures. We're tailing the Pats. Stick around for our top plays in Major League Baseball plus bonus time. Number two. All right, Lundy, let's go ahead and head to the diamond right now, which has been quite profitable for you. And uh, yesterday, as always, we're always transparent here on the Faith That Always podcast, the tale of the tape. Uh, Milwaukee-St. Louis on the under three and a half first five innings. Uh, that did not cash for me. Uh, however, the Brandon Lowe RBI did come through, and I actually used a profit boost at DraftKings for that one, a 50% one. So thank you very much, Brandon Lowe, for coming through. And I totally forgot to check my Astros. Did they get over five and a half runs? 
I don't no, know. No, of course not, because oh. in bonus time, I had him on the uh, run line, and yeah, we uh, we, we did not uh, find success with the Strohs yesterday, who managed to barf all over themselves and lose to the Royals 3-2. to two. Well, a profitless evening for yours truly and you as well, so let's try to make it profitable today, and I'm going to start off the New York Yankees, and this is a, an interesting wager, and I guess the theme today is DraftKings, uh, because they were the only ones with early up across all illegal sports books today. So that's where I'm stacking all my greenbacks. Give me the Yankees to score first and win against John Gant and the Minnesota Twins, plus 100 to do so. Again, available at DraftKings. You got uh, Jameis Italian on the bump for the Yankees. He's got a 1.53 ERA in his last 35 and a third innings pitch. Now, Gant has actually been quite good early on in games, but the second time through the order, He's given up close to a 5 ERA. Not only that, you look at the service ERA on the season, 3.49. You're saying, hey, he's pretty decent. But the XFIP paints an entirely different picture. Uh, that one denotes how lucky you've been and where your ERA should be. And that number's at 5.23. Why? Because he gives out free passes uh, like it's free candy at the store to your six-year-old who is a chocoholic. 6.14 walks per nine is what he's averaged this season. So the Yankees are rocking and rolling right now, 13-3 and overall in terms of wins to losses their last 16. Uh, they also won two out of three against the Twins on the season. I think they get the W, and I think they put a single run up on the board at least early on to get us this bag of cash. So fade or follow. Yankees to score first in the game and get the win plus 100 at DraftKings. You know, I really like this one. I like it. It's, it's sort of a self-made parlay, right? You know, DK goes through, puts it together for you. Says, all right, we want the Yankees to score, and we also want them to pick up the victory. And Brad, much as yesterday, which means we could be hosed, uh, get ready for the Yankees to make a return in bonus time. Oh, another little tease, Lundy. I like it. That's tailed me. Again, you probably should be fading me. Number one. All right, let's go to the Great American Ballpark, and let's talk about Luis Castillo, a guy that had a balloon DRA early in the season. He's had a couple of bumps here and there, but for the most part, has been a king of consistency on the mound for the Cincinnati Reds, and a guy that's got his mojo back, and he's missing a lot of bats right now. And I like the over, seven and a half punch outs. Minus 105, also at DraftKings against this Marlins team. You look at Castillo on the season, he's been over the this four of his last six turns in the rotation now he has a 4.11 era over the second half of the major league baseball season but largely that is due to one horrendous start in which he gave up eight earned and like three and a third innings pitched recently against cleveland but he's got a 3.72 home era nothing to scoff at there and you look at miami they have the second highest K rate of any team in baseball over the last month at 25.1%. So considering Castillo's been excellent at home, knowing the matchup is quite favorable, and the fact that the trend is going in the right direction as he's hit, again, over four of his last six starts, I think he gets a snowman in the box score and barely squeaks over the top to score us some cold, hard cash. So fade or follow, Luis Castillo over seven and a half punch outs, minus 105 at DraftKings.
Oh, yeah, I like the mouse scampering across the floor, Brad. I think we're going to squeak <laughs> this one out just barely uh, up against Miami. But, yeah, I'll take the over. I think he winds up with eight. So, yes, I think Captain Hook winds up working in our favor in uh, this matchup against Miami, as you said. Been swinging and missing way too many times over the course of the last 30 days, and I think Castillo can take advantage of that. All right, well, let's make some hard contact here, Lundy, and raise our hit rate and bonus time. What else you got? Well, you know, yesterday I told you, despite what you thought, I told you that that afternoon game with the Rockies, that that total was too high and the yeah. under wound up working. So if you're listening to the pod early, I want to throw out an early afternoon game. There are a half a dozen afternoon games today, by the way. Um, I'm going back to the well. I'm going to take Houston on the run line uh, against Kansas City, minus one and a half. So if you're playing some afternoon baseball, that one's got a two o'clock Eastern time start. All right. Looking at tonight, I told you the Yankees were coming back at plus 105. I will take DJ LeMahieu over one and a half total bases and then how about this brad how about dj lemayhew to score a run parlayed with joey Votto to do the same thing mm. in that game against the marlins that we were just talking about that comes in at a plus 189 Votto scored four runs last week but only one so far this week so i'm going to play the odds that Votto is going to get uh back on track and put cleat to plate you put both of those together again that two-leg uh player parlay goes plus 189 and Let's go nothing but chalk, Brad. Yeah. Let's do nothing but chalk. Give me the Yankees, the Reds, and the Cardinals all on their money lines, and that will camp us at uh, Dre and Snoop's favorite, plus 187. <laughs> I ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Uh, and every time I hear Joey Votto's name, all I can hear is, hey, it's me, Joey Votto. That's, I don't know why I have that in my head, but that's every time I look at him, that's what I think about when I hear and see Joey Votto uh, written down on the old script. Let me correlate, correlate, shall we? Let's bring it together here, Lundy. I'm actually going to fade you because on the Cardinals, it's John Lester on the mound. I don't trust John Lester at all. This is why I'm pounding the Brew Cruise and I'm raising a pint of suds as a result of it. Give me the over on four and a half runs in the Lou, minus 120 at DraftKings. Lester is 6.75 ERA this month. He only faced Milwaukee earlier this season one time with the Nationals. Four innings pitch, one earned run, a respectable turn in the rotation, though a light load. In that one outing, Milwaukee, an 8.04 post-All-Star break OPS and a 7.97 OPS in the month of August. Though they've only been over this number three times in eight games against their intra-divisional rival. But I think they're going to add to the left side of the column tonight. So, again, I think it's five-plus runs there. And, again, if I like the Brewers, somebody's got to knock in some runs. So, give me Avisail Garcia to score an RBI at plus 165. You want to talk about a dude that's raking. That is Garcia right now. 338 batting average against lefties with four homers and 16 RBIs on the season. He's got a 300 career batting average against Lester. And over the last 30 days, 355 mark uh, at the dish with 15 runs driven in. And against the Cardinals this season and 25 at bats. Oh, he's plucked those feathers to the tune of 11 RBIs. Love, love, love Avisail Garcia. Good. And, and by the way, by the way, do you know what's happened? I haven't had enough coffee. Brad, my parlay is Milwaukee. It's not St. Louis. Oh, I'm an idiot thank God. Yeah, I can't read my own handwriting. That chalk that I was talking about was Milwaukee, Cincinnati, and the Yankees. I apologize, folks. I literally can't read my own handwriting this morning. I need more coffee. Well, and here's the bottom line. You've come to your senses. 
Yes. <laughs> well, because I yeah. was looking at it, I go, I, you started talking, and I go, wait a minute, I'm not on the Cardinals. And so while you were doing that, I went back into a second page of notes I had, and I go, oh, yeah, there it is. It's Milwaukee. I'm an idiot and can't read my own hand. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you write like a doctor. Too bad you don't have the salary. <laughs> yeah, really. That's why we need to hit more of these parlays so that I can have that yeah. salary. Amen, brother. I hear you on that one. All right, poll results, poll results uh, before we get out of here. Uh, again, over or under Ryan Tannehill passing touchdowns this season, 28 and a half. Available at DraftKings Sportsbook, minus 120 on the over. So just a little bit on that side, minus 110 on the under. 411 votes cast and... Uh, I'm in the minority here. The over prevails at 73.7% compared to 26.3% on the under. Uh, Daniel underscore F-ball added a comment and says, I'm going over on that one, period. End of story. Very confident. Uh, I am not so much in Tannehill. Again, I think Captain Hook, Matis, is going to come into play and sink over backers. With that, that is a wrap on this edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the Noise.